Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, August 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Midwest ranchers are battling federally protected birds known to kill livestock, black vultures. Before I could get to them, there was probably 40 or 50 just plucking at that newborn calf. Coming up, we will report on how the expanding black vulture population is a big nuisance for producers. We are in for another scorcher of a week in the St. Louis, Rolla, and Quincy areas. An excessive heat warning is in effect for all three locations through Thursday night. Temperatures over the next few days will hover around triple digits, approaching 105 on Thursday. It will feel much warmer with the heat index factored in. The National Weather Service says that heat index yesterday in St. Louis reached 117, the third highest ever recorded. There is also an air quality warning in St. Louis today. This latest bout with summer heat and unhealthy air conditions comes as Washington University scientists say smoke particles may be more damaging to health and the climate than previously thought. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. A WashU research team in 2019 worked with NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration to examine wildfire smoke in the western United States. Scientists found an abundance of dark brown carbon in the smoke, which, like soot, can stand the atmosphere absorbing light and radiation. WashU Associate Professor Rajan Chakrabarti says wildfire smoke could change temperature patterns. That's the enhanced warming effect we are talking about. If you have this layer of air pollutants sitting throughout for an extended period of time, then you could have much hotter days. State and federal regulations are mainly aimed at particles from man-made emissions, but Chakravarti says the government should also prioritize smoke from wildfires. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. More people in Missouri and surrounding states are testing positive for coronavirus as infections rise across the country. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says 13 percent of tests in that region are coming back positive. That's up slightly from previous weeks. SSM Chief Community Health Officer Dr. Alex Garza says hospitalizations in the St. Louis region have increased slightly but remain low. You have to remember that we're starting at a very low level as well. So if you look at it over time, we're at a very, you know, one of the lowest levels that we've ever been in. Garza says most people have built up immunity with vaccinations or infections, and he does not predict a large surge in patients. A decision by St. Louis to make changes to its community violence intervention programs is raising questions in one of the affected neighborhoods. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports. The city announced last week that it had chosen Live Free USA, a faith-based organization in Oakland, to help train the people who go out and intervene in conflicts before they become violent. Mission St. Louis will hire the people doing that work. Cure Violence Global previously handled the training side, and the Urban League and Employment Connections did the hiring. Jarrell Williams worked for Employment Connections as an interrupter in the Dutchtown neighborhood. He says the community is upset they didn't have any input in the change. They're so used to the people who have already been doing it that it's difficult for them to uh, accept a new face. City officials say people hired by the previous groups will be able to apply for jobs with the new organization. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The number of jobs available in Illinois now surpasses what was available pre-pandemic. Alex Dagman reports. 
That's the latest from the Illinois Department of Employment Security, which says the state added nearly 90,000 non-farm jobs over the last year, led by government, leisure and hospitality, as well as education and health services sectors. A little over 6.1 million of those jobs exist, according to July's data. The state says that's more than what was available before the pandemic. The statewide unemployment rate stood at 4%, a decline from last year, though it's still higher than the national unemployment rate of 3.5%. But IDES also reports the state's labor pool is shrinking, down roughly a quarter of 1% over the last 12 months. I'm Alex Dagman. St. Clair County will be the biggest beneficiary of a new Illinois reimbursement program meant to offset lost property taxes. The state quit collecting those taxes from disabled veterans in 2015. Places near military bases lost millions in revenue. State Representative Jay Hoffman of Swansea was a lead sponsor of the new $15 million program. We don't want to, in any way, I don't believe, take away that property tax exemption. However, we need to have an obligation, I think, as a state to make sure that the taxing districts that this affects are in some way made whole. St. Clair County's local taxing districts lost roughly $270 million last year. The new pilot program will pay those bodies part of what they lose until 2028. Midwest and Great Plains ranchers are battling a federally protected bird. Black vultures have a reputation for killing newborn livestock. Harvest Public Media's Excaret Nunez reports while the birds play an important ecological role, their expanding population is becoming a big nuisance for ranchers. And a note to listeners, the description of how vultures kill their prey is graphic. Driving his pickup truck through the bumpy pasture, Yancey Paul points to where he saw his newborn calf get eaten by black vultures last March. They killed that calf right down here. Before I could get to them, it was probably 40 or 50, just plucking at that newborn calf. Paul is a livestock producer in South Central Oklahoma, and he's among a growing number of farmers and ranchers who've reported black vulture attacks on vulnerable livestock. He says he'll never forget the gruesome sight. They just literally pick holes in them. I mean, they start with their eyes and in their backside, and then just start pecking holes in their guts. Black vultures' territory has expanded northward into Missouri, Indiana, and Illinois over the past decade, presenting new problems for producers. Not only do they lose out on thousands of dollars, but they grieve the violent death and the waste of time and effort that went into raising their livestock. Travis Grant is a wildlife biologist and state director of the U.S. Department of Agriculture Wildlife Services for Missouri and Iowa. While the migratory birds are originally from South America, Grant says there's not a lot of research on why they're moving north. One theory is warmer weather. The winters are a lot more mild than they ever have been in the past. And when you have a milder winter, then you have more food availability. They can then survive throughout the year in some of these areas and persist. Black vultures aren't an easy bird to scare away, and producers can't legally kill them without federal permission. That's because they're protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service does issue permits allowing producers to kill a set number of black vultures per year. Grant says in Missouri, the legislature has invested in getting the word out about permits and how to keep vultures away. 
here in Missouri, what they recommend to the landowners when they do take a black vulture is you go out and you hang it up as an effigy. You hang it by its feet upside down, wings splayed. Vultures are intelligent animals and they don't like being around their own dead. A black vulture effigy kind of acts like a scarecrow, and it's a strategy that some producers have found helpful. It's solved about 99% of my problems. Chris Cloud is a beef cattle producer in southwestern Missouri that got a permit to kill five black vultures this year. He says he's killed four so far and has hung them up in trees where groups of 10 to 20 black vultures tend to hang out at one time. He says it's helped him keep black vultures off his cows, but worries about his neighbors. The sad thing is, though, if I keep them off my property, all they're going to do is go to somebody else's property. Wildlife experts say there's still a lot unknown about black vulture attacks, including how often they really kill their prey. Marion Wall is a doctoral student at Purdue University and is researching black vulture management. It's very difficult to tell when black vultures are actually responsible for something and when they're just at the scene of the crime. They're very good at making themselves look guilty. She says figuring out whether a black vulture is the culprit or if the calf was stillborn can help ranchers determine whether their herds have health issues. But she says it's also important to recognize the ecological service black vultures provide to everyone. Black vultures are known as nature's garbage men. By feasting on carcasses, they destroy deadly diseases like rabies and tuberculosis. We really want to keep the vultures around here, keep them with their healthy populations. We just want to make sure that while we have those healthy populations, they're not also killing livestock. Walls says it's important to help livestock producers learn how to live with black vultures, because as long as the conditions are right, the bold birds are here to stay. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Excaret Nunez. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including St. Louis Public Radio, which is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.